Hey, before we get started with today's episode, I just want to quickly let you know that if you DM me the word audit on Instagram, that's at Ken Westgar, we'll do a quick 15-minute audit of your launch. And by the end of the audit, you'll know exactly where to put your focus in order to grow and scale your next launch. So like I said, DM me the word audit on Instagram, and I'll talk to you soon. This is the Oh My God, I'm Launching podcast, and on today's episode, I'm talking to Simone Griffiths from Australia. She's got 15 years in business, and she now dedicates her business to personal branding for what she calls the leaders of tomorrow. So she's taking unseen service-based entrepreneurs and transforming them into unleashed powerhouses changing lives with their in-demand brands. So as you guessed, we do talk about branding, but we also talk a little bit about you know, Simone's experiences with uh, launching because she has been through it all. Um, she had her hot mess beta launch and she has had a really successful 26K launch. And then she had a third launch that flopped, as she says. So she's been through it and she shares her experience and her knowledge and her reflections, lessons through those launches. And uh, there's a lot of takeaways in this uh, interview. And like I said, yeah, we do talk about branding. We do talk about how personal branding can really help you and your business. And we do talk about a few other things. Just a quick note, I got a total blackout when we started the uh, interview. So I forgot Simone's name. Oh, man, that was uh, it's embarrassing. But, uh, you know, sometimes you do just get a blackout. So it's okay. We move on. We move on. But yeah, let's just dive right into this episode and I hope you enjoy it. Have you launched your online course with great success? Or maybe you launched totally tank and you just want to curl up and cry. Well, it really doesn't matter. Hi, my name is Ken Westgar and I'll help online course creators and membership site owners creating the most fun and profitable launches without having to go it alone. In this podcast, we talk about all kinds of launches. You'll get tons of valuable insights and fun stories that highlights the dramatic ups, downs, failures, and success that comes from being in launch mode. This is the Oh My God, I'm Launching podcast. All right. Welcome to the Oh My God, I'm Launching podcast. And today I am joined by, oh my God, I forgot your name, Simone. (laughs) (laughs) Totally blackout. But Simone is here with us from Australia. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you for having me. It's it's a pleasure, really, even though you forgot me. <laughs> it's weird. Sometimes you just get a blackout and yeah, but it happens. It is yeah. okay. It's okay. It's nice to have you here. <laughs> Today, we're going to talk a little bit about you and your journey. And um, we're also going to talk about branding because personal branding is your um, your game. Yeah, that's I'm all about that personal brand. <laughs> <laughs> Great. Yeah, so, um, yeah, a little bit about me to start. So, I've been an entrepreneur for 15 years. I started my first business when I was in my teens, so late teens. Um, I think I'd just finished school and I had a job, but I wasn't really fulfilled there. And, you know, you know, that calling, I feel like a lot of people will understand it in this world, you know, that calling that you know that there's something bigger and something more. So then mm-hmm. the leap and, um, you know, I have, I have gone back into a couple of jobs at times, but mostly I've had businesses since then. Um, I have one that uh, now runs itself in aviation oh, and yeah. I'm working on this one. So for the past two years, I guess, out of the 15, I've been helping businesses and, and people develop their brands. Just the start of this year, I really pulled back a bit and decided that, you know, branding overall was good, but it, I was sort of trekking down the path of an agency and I didn't want to go there. Mm-hmm. So I've sort of lent more into the personal brands. And so that's where I'm at now. So I'm helping, you know, the leaders of tomorrow is what I, I sort of 
call these people because, you know, service-based entrepreneurs, coaches, consultants, you know, anyone who's their online business owners who need to create that presence can benefit the best from having a personal brand. So mm-hmm. that's where I'm, I, that's what I'm, I'm doing now. And, um, you know, I'm absolutely loving it. I'm so glad that I decided to make that, um, to take that step back and really look at what I wanted to do most. Yeah. And so that's where I'm at now in the program with like launching and stuff like that. So my launches have been, I haven't always been this composed. I've all, you know, when I first started, I was a hot mess. Like, I mean, I was a hot mess. So I had this idea because I had a lot of people asking me about branding and, you know, how I'd created success with my businesses in the past. And so I just shared my knowledge. And then one day a friend goes, you really should start charging for this, Simone. And I'm like, oh, really? Oh, should I? <laughs> yeah. And then I was like, you know what? Yeah, I can do that. Um, I was I was pregnant at the time. So I was like, this is actually pretty cool. I might just start doing that. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, it was sort of a way to to step away from the aviation side of things and, you know, lean into this a bit more because I feel like I can, I can serve more people here. I can reach more people and I can make a bigger impact. So yeah, then I sort of, um, after my, my baby was born and grew up a bit, so she was over one, I decided, right, I've had mm-hmm. maternity leave. It's time to maybe, you know, start doing things, you know, like, um, I'm not one to really sit around idle for too long. And so, yeah, this idea, right, I'll teach branding. And I never thought about one-on-one, to be honest. I went straight into a program. I started an online course. Mm-hmm. It was a hot mess that launched. I think I left myself like two weeks for that. Mm. And I had no idea what to do. I was trying to Google everything on launching, launch success, you know, trying to to see if I could find like the magic pill for launching. And um, yeah, looking back, like I thought I was really under control, cool, calm, collected, but looking back, it was not <laughs> that at all. It was not that at all. I had posts going over here and emails going out there and then they double up, but that was my beta launch. So, you know, you give yourself a bit of grace. Yeah. And look, it wasn't too bad. It um, my beta. I think I charged four hundred and sixty nine dollars for the program as a beta, mm-hmm. and I made two sales. So I was absolutely thrilled. That's amazing, though. Just two weeks, and yeah, like I said, hot mess, no no plans <laughs> whatsoever, and then still making you know some sales. That's amazing. To be honest, I learned a lot from that, but I beat myself up for only getting two sales for a little while. Obviously, yeah. When in hindsight, I look back and I was cheering. You know, like I'm I'm cheering for myself for doing it. So you know, I, I did a bit of a a debrief, not a full debrief from that, not as deep as what I should have. Mm-hmm. And um, I ran the program. I think that, you know, people got a lot from that, got the the results, you know, they started to see the change and transformation with their businesses and with their brands. And then I thought, right, you know, it's time to do another one. So mm-hmm. off I go, full of um, bravado, I guess you would say, because I'd made a sale online and, you know, I always got told that, oh, you'll never make money online, you know, so mm-hmm. I'd made an online sale, I was cheering. And then um, I got my second launch. I'll, I'll tell you straight up. My second launch was a flop. Okay. I made zero dollars. Actually went into the negative because I paid for ads. Right. So I'd lost, yeah. you know, I lost about two, two and a half grand just with my team as well. Like I went too big too soon. But it's not uncommon though that, you know, you get some success with that first launch and then you do a second launch and thinking, oh, I'm going to double this or triple or whatever. You're just going to get a better result. But sometimes people just, yeah, they get serious sales and they feel like what just happened yeah well I never um I didn't really put any thought like it was like a mini launch mm-hmm. like it wasn't like a proper it was kind of like the same thing with the first one I just thought oh you know full of bravado, here we go so it's not like it wasn't like a properly planned launch yeah and yeah so then I was like okay I need to do a proper launch so I gave myself a little bit of extra time I started to 
plan and, you know, strategically implement things along the way. And my second launch was a success. So that was, um, you know, obviously the higher priced item because I first thought my pricing was the problem, but I still kept it. I think I put it up for the third like the the second official launch. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I did quite well. Like I think I got, it was... 20, just under 26,000. Well, yeah, that's a big jump. Yeah, it was, it was massive. It was really like massive. And again, I kind of got really, I don't know if cocky is like, cocky is like full of bravado, you know, like I was on top of the world. I just made all these sales and, Mm -hmm. you know, I got it right. I thought, yes. And then, you know, we completed that program. We, you know, finished that and again, tried to remain present throughout the whole time with rather than planning my next launch, which was a little bit hard to do. I didn't see dollar signs and think, oh, let's go again. But, you know, once you get that first launch, you get really excited about what you can do and what's possible. Mm -hmm. So towards the end, I started to jump into another launch season or launch runway. And this, this one was different. This one was terrible, if I'm being honest. (laughs) So I, I had success with my second official launch. Right. Yeah. This one though, I thought, right, I'm going to double this. I'm going to, you know, it's going to be easy. There's a better way. So instead of doing, so with my second launch, um, I did a video series, mm-hmm. which worked out quite well. Then with the third one, I thought there's a better way. I'm going to do a challenge. I started to focus on the metrics. So I started to focus on how much money I wanted to make. Mm-hmm. how many people I needed to get to make that money and how many, you know, like conversion rates on um, my entire list, how many people had opened it. Like I started to really get bogged down in the details rather than being present and showing up during the challenge. Mm-hmm. And I think that's where I went wrong because um, my third one was, a, again, it was a negative. Like mm-hmm. it was, and to be honest, I, I haven't launched since, you know, I did get a little bit of that, uh, what is it? Post-traumatic launch disorder. I think that's what they <laughs> yeah. said. So I got that and, um, you know, I haven't done it since. And I've got like, I'm looking at my calendar over here and like, I've got it in there and we've got the runway, but, um, it became too hard and I let it get too hard, you know, because I was not focused on the right things during that launch. So mm. I do have another one coming up, which I'm excited about. And I think it's going to be different because I'm from each of these launches, I've been able to take away things that worked and take away things that, that just haven't worked. And with the one that was, you know, a big, the biggest failure, I guess, I was too focused on things that weren't actually, they're important, but they're not important during that launch sequence. And they're not important to my customers and to my clients. Yeah. And so they obviously picked up on that. Mm-hmm. And I was obviously this you know radar for just give me your money i can help you but give me your money yeah because he was focusing on converting those people and getting to that goal that you set for yourself yeah and i was really focused on it you know every day i was checking the metrics and i was just um i think that's where i went wrong the most with that launch so mm-hmm. yeah you know with this one coming up it's a bit different but touch wood that you know we're going to be back up and i'm not actually fixed on the if I make one sale, then I'll be cheering again. Yeah. A lot of lessons I've learned in the in these uh, launches in between. But yeah, so that's that's where I'm at now with my launches and me. <laughs> <laughs> but that's interesting, though. Uh, you know, getting those roller coaster launches, if you will. Um, yeah. What was different? you know, with that second official launch or going from the first to the second official launch, because obviously that was a huge success. So what did you did differently that time versus the third launch? Yeah, so for that one, for the, the big launch, I had a video series. So it was more planned out. So there yeah. was, I think I gave myself six weeks as a runway mm-hmm. to the cutter. Um, 
So from the first one, I didn't spend anything on ads. I was literally posting in a couple of local groups that I'm in. Um, I didn't really have any international audience. You know, I, I think I had the podcast. It was just started. It was like one or two months in. So yeah. I didn't really have a big audience or a big following to engage with to get it. And so here I am thinking I'm going to make a million dollars off <laughs> nothing. <laughs> <laughs> and so the, the key difference is I actually planned the second. So I planned it where I had the long runway. There was a process and everything was happening at a set time, mm-hmm. you know, very clear what was funneling from where. But I think the biggest difference was that I was able to then connect with people. I had my messaging more um, structured and more sought out. Like it was more, it was resonating with more people. Mm. I was in a lot of, a lot of groups around the world uh, where I'd been asked to speak and, you know, I was showing up in a whole different way, you know, and I think that's one of the biggest things is how you show up during that time. So I was able to hold my energy in this space for everyone who I wanted to join. Mm-hmm. And then yeah. they, you know, people feel that whether it's via zoom like this, whether it's via live on Instagram, it's, People pick up on that, you know, so I just held that space and that energy for a lot longer and I think that combined it really did make a bit of a bigger difference. Well, it did because it made a difference in the end. Yeah, and just thinking, you know, you're talking about the energy and how important that is actually in terms of when you're actually launching that you show up with the right energy and, yeah, not being focused on totally different things. Yeah, it's, it really is something that if, um, like I've been doing personal development work on myself since I was 12. So, wow. you know, nothing, nothing new to talk about energy with me. But um, like I said to a couple of friends, I'm like, it's, it's how I showed up. And they're like, mm-hmm. what do you mean? We saw, we saw you show up, you know, we saw you with the lies. We saw you in the webinar. Like we saw you, you know, we saw you. And I'm like, mm-hmm. yeah, but it's different. And they're like, but I think because they know me, they're like, oh, you know, you kind of put those blockers on. You just see the rose-colored glasses. Oh, Simone's there. And so, I like, I definitely feel that the energy that I brought to the launch was very different, mm. very different from the first one to the second and then from the second to the third. So the first one to the second, I think the different energy would be that I was more confident within myself. I knew that my my method work Mm. my system works I knew that I could provide results and I knew that I could actually provide you know that transformation that people were looking for and then from the second to the third like for the official launches I um I lost sight of that and was too focused too focused like on the not greed but you know on actually hitting those targets and so you know halfway through I'm like right we've got to push harder and pushing is whereas I step back and just just showed up and, and had a chat with people you know I should have just opened up rather than closing and going quick let's get this train rolling you know yeah. it's definitely lessons learned that's for sure and this one I'm coming out from a completely different space again so one thing okay one thing that for the listeners I used to strategy hop when it comes to the launch runway so you know I did the webinar I did the the challenge I've done the video series I've done a combination of some, I've done it, you know, I mean, this one is a bit of a combination, as I said earlier, where we're doing a webinar, Mm. we're doing a quiz and we're doing a free download. And so they all lead into one, which, so the free download into the quiz, the quiz will lead into the webinar. And then we run into our actual launch sequence. So it is a bit different again, but this is kind of the 
best of what's worked for me. Mm-hmm. So taking that and applying it. And you know what? I might end up on this podcast again saying, wow, Ken, you know what? I did fantastic. <laughs> or, you know what? I learned a big lesson. But either way, like, you know, um, strategy, I don't recommend strategy changing. I should have just stuck with what I did for that second launch. And I feel like I would have had a, a greater success. But lessons learned, right? I needed mm-hmm. to learn the lesson. And hopefully someone listening to this will be able to, you know, if you're thinking of, of changing a system that you've got that's worked, maybe just rethink of repeating the system before you give it, you know, the bin. Yeah. yeah. And making small changes perhaps instead of making the big changes. Yeah. Yeah. And focus on serving. I think that hold your energy during the launch. Hold that Hold that space for you know, the op- optimism for, you know, the people and the transformation that they can get. Turn mm-hmm. this side of that and the they're doing being valuable because I feel like um, when I focused on the metrics, I was focusing on the actual money, the mm-hmm. end goal. I was focusing on, okay, well, then to do that, I need this many clients. And then I was checking saying, well, you know, we've only got three clients, like, you know, and then, in the end, they'd only just signed up. They hadn't actually paid. So then I was like, oh, here we go. Um, you know, you get like this this air of desperation, I guess you would say. Yeah. I hate saying that because I don't think I was desperate. But, you know, in hindsight, there's this this energy that you put out that people pick up on and I don't recommend that. I think mm-hmm. try and stay, yeah, in, in focus of the transformation, the results and what you, the work that you're actually doing yeah. rather than all those details. Yeah. It's more about, you know, how many people can I help this time instead of how much money yeah. can I make? Yes. Yes. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> take it from me. Yes. Yeah. No, it's real yeah, simple, it, but um, it's not that easy to shift that mind, obviously. It is quite hard to get out of that mindset as well. You know, um, especially the, the time between my launches were, it wasn't in quick succession. So my program is six weeks. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I think I gave like an extra two weeks for a couple of people that sort of struggled. So it's like, yes, my second launch went well and there was a lot of money, but there was also a lot of money spent in the launch itself and in the business. You know what it's like with the platforms, you know, bringing people on, contractors, VAs. It's just mm. there was a lot of things that um, there wasn't a lot left at the end. So then I was like, right, we've got to make more money. Yeah. So that's the space that I think I entered that third one in is I've got to make this money. Mm-hmm. And that's where, that's where I definitely went wrong. That's a big, <laughs> well, you know, obviously, yeah, you need the money because you want to make sure the business stay afloat, but um, yeah, it's, um, it's hard to kind of separate that focus for sure. But how did you, um, you know, manage to get back up again from having these failed launches and just, make sure that you get back on track and focus on the right things. Yeah. So I think um, one thing is there's power in a debrief. So actually looking at the whole launch, what worked, what didn't, what you can improve on for next time, what you can scrap, because there's a lot of time that I wasted on that third launch in particular that I can, like I've absolutely let go of it. So it makes my job easier. It makes my team's job easier. You know, as we go through, it just, it makes things more synchronized Mm -hmm. if that makes sense instead of wasting time and then I think that um I'm trying to think back I think that to step out of that I need the money what I did is I didn't launch again which you know is kind of counter 
productive because, you know, you're trying to make a sale for a program. And I have a mastermind, which I had, you know, I think there was two people in that. And then I just opened that up. And so that was more, the mastermind was more like Mm one-on-one, but it's in a a group setting. So you pay obviously a higher price to be able to, you know, we dive a lot deeper than um, the program. You get me to look over your brand, your business. And so then that sort of kept me going through. Yeah. And then, yeah, so that kept me going through financially and I was able to breathe. And I think that that's probably, what am I trying to say here? To get out of that mind space of I need the money, I had to do things. I had to become the person who already had the money. So I had to do things like opening up the mastermind, which I was never going to do because I I was never going to do one-on-one, but I had to open it up to more people so that then I had the funds coming in. Mm -hmm. But also that gave me a little bit of room to breathe, a little bit of space to, to just sit and really look at how I'm showing up, you know, who, who am I being every time I, I, show up in any way emails social media you know to my clients it's just like to the the students it was just I was tired I was exhausted so that gave me enough space to sort of refocus rehash things and um yeah so then with that space and with that time I've done a a bit of a a pivot within branding like I said earlier you know focusing more on the personal brands Mm -hmm. so now I have a like a personal brand method well it is the personal brand method and with that so I take like a high level approach when I help people with their brands I've opened up one-on-one because it is something that I've never really um publicly helped people personally if you came through my program we would work on either your business or your personal brand but I never ever promoted it for one or the other it was just branding Mm -hmm. and so yeah now I'm doing one-on-ones to try and just help build that rapport and and this style of branding because it's very different to what most people would experience when they they work on their brands most people you know would come to me saying I've got a business name I want a logo how about these colors you know and that's not to me that's not what a brand is a brand that's part of a brand it's a very small part and almost not insignificant because they do play their part but a Mm. brand is the heart and soul of your business like it is something that People resonate with, people feel, you know, things when they when they align with your brand, when when your brand does touch them in ways that a business name, a logo and a colour can't do. And so that's why, yeah, my method is a bit different. So we, we lean into more how you're showing up through my own experience with launches as well is how you're showing up, you know, and holding that space for, the, for my clients to be able to then step into, you know, bridge the gap so that if they're here and they want to get to here, we need to bridge that gap. So that's where, you know, holding that space for them and helping them to discover and uncover what that is and, and who that is that they need to be and then helping them from there craft things. So we do go into a bit of like the strategic side. So we go into the messaging. Um, we go into, you know, the actual, you can do social media strategies. We can go into more of that side of stuff. But we also look at how their actions is actually going to help their brands and help them grow their business to where they want to be. So if we're talking about my my personal brand method, the next pillar is the inspired vision. Mm-hmm. And that's where we align. So we, we take your aligned identity, which is the first pillar, take your inspired vision. So making sure that everything that you're doing is going to be congruent because when you're inconsistent or when you're not congruent, people will start to step away and backpedal pretty quickly. And so then once we, we create like the inspired vision, we go into the third pillar, which is your empowered action. And that's where we put it all into action. So you know, by the time we get to this phase, like this third pillar, 
you're already showing up in a whole new way. So you already have people that are resonating with you, people who normally might have ignored or not even noticed. So then from there, we repeat each time. Yeah. So with the Empowered Actions, you know, we take it to a new level. And then for every new level, the same process is applied. These three pillars are interchangeable as you step up. So you just keep it on repeat and um, take you to the sky's the limit, not even the sky, the universe, you know, take mm-hmm. it to where you want to go. So really empowering people to to be their own brands, but to help them and and teach them this method so that they can step it up each time they they hit that ceiling. Yeah, yeah, it's um, it's like you said, you know, a lot of people think of branding as you know the fonts, the colors, the logos, the pictures, mm-hmm. blah, blah blah, all that stuff. But um, you know, it's a personal brand, and it's like you said, you know, it's more about the person that you are, and just really finding a way to package that in a way that um, people can connect with and resonate with them. Because that's what it's all about. It's all about creating the connection because if you're not connecting to anyone, if no one's resonating with you, then how on earth can you expect, and if you're not clear about that either, how on Mm. earth can you expect to sell, uh, especially a digital product, to anyone? You know, if you don't know that within yourself and if you're not not able to create that connection, then it's kind of redundant, isn't it? Mm. You know, you'll be struggling for a long time. So really working that out is the key. How do we... If you would, were to give a few tips on how to start, you know, building that connection as a personal brand, where would people start? Yeah, sure. Actually, I'm really glad you asked this. So it sounds so basic, but I think as humans, we overcomplicate things. So there's no need to... Oh, oh sure. <laughs> yeah, there's no need to complicate things anymore. And most people, they they go, they, they set up, you know, their brand with the, their logo, their business name, their colors, their fonts, their styles, and then they jump straight into marketing, but they're marketing mm-hmm. something that they're not even clear on themselves. So the first thing that I would recommend to anybody who's listening, you know, whether you have an existing business or whether you're looking at starting a business is to really look at what you want to achieve. You know, where can you where can you show up and like what gives you the most joy? Follow that. Mm-hmm. And when you follow that, it will be so natural to you to then be able to talk to people about it you know, it will come naturally to you. And and yes, there, there are definitely things that, you know, people struggle with. But when you follow your passion or your joy, it will start to become natural to you. So then you're already going to be connecting with people because chances are, as you follow your joy, you've been in a place where there was struggle, where there was pain or where there was some problem that you've been able to come through to get to that place of joy. So then the stories that you share are your journey. Mm-hmm. And people will connect to that because one, you're authentic, you've lived it, and they'll feel it. And I think that that is, that is the best place to start. Follow your joy. And it, if you don't know, follow just what you like to do, what makes you happy, what, um, what, what is it the thing that people don't need to get you out of bed for in the morning? Start mm-hmm. there. Yeah, it's a lot about having, you know, being in alignment and following that gut feeling, your intuition, just listening to that instead of trying to do what everybody else is telling you to do, because there's plenty of that, obviously. But it's really hard to kind of just focus in on yourself and listening to what your gut is telling you. Yeah. And don't necessarily um, get discouraged if you have an idea of something that you want to do. Don't get discouraged if you ask your partner, you know, your family or your close circle of friends, and they think that it's a terrible idea. Don't be discouraged there. Always try and validate your idea outside of your circle Mm. because there are people that will need that. There are people that will love that and there are people that you will be able to connect with. Mm -hmm. Just um, look outside your circle because in my experience, sometimes, you know, 
good ideas might seem crazy to my family. And if I put them into action, it can be very discouraging. So step outside that close circle and um, start having conversations with people. Mm -hmm. Yeah, just be yourself. Don't worry about what the market's doing, what the industry says you need to do. Don't um, don't worry about what your competitors are doing. Just do what you you feel what feels right, and that's the best place to start. Start having a conversation with someone, mm-hmm. and you know you'll get a real gauge on if it's something that is viable. If you you have you know a, a, a system, if you have the ability to help people, just do that. Just start talking yeah. to people. And it's I mean yeah. it's a whole world out there. It's not just your like you said inner circle. There's a lot of people out there who needs your help, and they're out there. Exactly, exactly. And I think that's why I love working with like coaches in particular. We all know that there's a ton of coaches out there, mm-hmm. but everyone has their own unique factor, their own, you know, their own little pizzazz, I guess, their own journey that makes them unique. And so then helping them to really discover that and lean into that, it can really transform the way that they're showing up. So, yeah. Yeah. And you mentioned something about, you know, just um, in order for people to connect with you, you need to kind of share your journey, share your story. How personal do you get with that? Yeah, actually, that's a really good question. So I haven't been asked this question in a while. Good. <laughs> Look, it, it's to be honest, it's whatever you're comfortable with. The thing is, you are going to know, you know, like I, I don't necessarily share my life, like my whole life, mm-hmm. because people don't need to, they don't need to know that. There's been a couple of pivotal points that I'm able to, you know, share because there've been those points where I've been at my lowest but I've been able to get through it to get to my, to where I am now. And, you know, don't get me wrong. My journey is still, it's only just getting going, you know, it's still on its way. And there'll be other times and other things that happen that, um, you know, like the launches as an example, there'll be someone listening that maybe will be like, Oh, I'm actually looking at a launch and I'm focused on the wrong thing. Mm -hmm. So you can share as much as or as little as you are comfortable with, as long as you talk about the journey. So from where you were to where you are now, as long as that relates to the work that you're doing, it's up to you how much. I mean, mm-hmm. I do recommend sharing your experiences and as, as sometimes as hard as it can be to share your struggles or your pain points, sometimes that person that's listening might just need to hear that you've been in a situation that they're in now to be able to make that decision to go with you, you know, to talk to you, to open up. Because I know personally a lot of my mentors and coaches in the past, like I am very selective on who has been through my struggle Mm -hmm. so that they can help me get out of it. You know, so there is a certain element that you do need to share, but you don't need to share your whole life. You can go as deep or as shallow, shallow is probably not the right word, but as long as you're comfortable (laughs) with it. Exactly. Yeah. No, it's, um, it's probably, uh, you know, hard to figure out how much you can share. And I do believe that vulnerability is something that we should be or should be vulnerable when we're kind of sharing a story, would you agree with that? Yeah, absolutely. I think that there's power in vulnerability. Yeah. And I know that most people, I was raised to not really see, you know, you never really be vulnerable, but there is power in opening up and sharing that, that raw, that honest side and letting, I mean, yes, people are going to judge anyway. So, you know, there's people judging yeah. whether you share your story or not. And that's the best part about branding, showing up. People are going to judge you anyway, whether you do it or you don't. The thing is, those people, they're obviously not your people if they're judging, but there might be one person that sees that, that, you know, hears that conversation, that sees that, whatever it is, that picks up on it and goes, well, okay, that's me now. Mm-hmm. You know, all because you were brave enough to share a story or a situation that 
does open you up for criticism. That does open you up for, you know, being vulnerable. There's power in it. And if you're hesitant, if you don't believe me, just try. Just try once. Just share a story where you do. You open up, you know, and um, see what happens. Mm -hmm. If we look at the uh, more business side of things, I guess, in personal branding, um, I would say things like messaging is obviously really important. You know, how you how you speak to your audience and stuff like, is that something that you go through with your clients as well? Or in the yeah. So we go, through, we go through like the traditional method of branding, you know, you, we go through the whole stages of branding. So we build your foundation that as well. Mm-hmm. Um, the importance that I find is once you, once you get that, you know, those three pillars, once you get those aligned, the rest falls into place. So then it's easy for you to then work on your messaging. It's easy for you to then put all these other strategies and structures in place mm-hmm. because you already have that clarity. You already know who you are. You already know where you want to go and you know how to get there. So it's very easy. I found um, messaging is a big thing, especially when it comes to launches in my experience. Yeah. They, um, wrong messaging can be quite costly. And if you, if you aren't really tapped into your audience and what they need, then the messaging can be off. And so sometimes the launch might not go as well if the messaging is off. So once you have that clarity in place, the messaging becomes very easy to Mm -hmm. do. And I'm not a copywriter by any means, but I found once I was able to really get the clarity on those three pillars, it was so easy for me to then create the connection because it just come naturally. Instead of trying to be, um, you know, someone who I wasn't trying to show up the way that the gurus all said that I had to, you know, or show up in, in a way that it, it was me, but it wasn't the true authentic me. It was mm-hmm. like a skimmed over, you know, surface level. And I wasn't really connecting with anyone. But then the minute I started to actually take a step back and go deeper, it, it was, yeah, it's easy. And that connection gets put in place. Is it easy to kind of, you know, take that step back and look at, you know, what it is because I feel like that's pretty much a journey in itself just you know looking at yourself realizing what you want to do how you want to serve people what is your deeper purpose and all that stuff I mean that is not something that you just oh there it is okay good let's go (laughs) no look it does take work and and my journey is still evolving like I said so from when I first started my business like my very first business 15 years ago that has changed completely. Like my very first one was extreme sports mm-hmm. and no way back then would I have told you that I would be, you know, sitting here talking with you, Ken, and helping people around the world with branding. Right. And personal branding. Yeah. Personal branding. That's right. You know, even, even, you know, a few years ago when I was heavily involved in aviation, I would not have imagined that my, my skills and everything that I've learned from these businesses, both, you know, positive and also the lessons from failures, would have enabled me to help people in this way. So my journey, it, the more you do, and if you aren't, if you aren't sure, the fastest way that I've learned is just by doing taking mm. action. And so when I say to follow the things that make you happy, to to follow the joy, taking action steps, and it just has to be one step, one step towards that. And then if it's not right for you, you'll learn pretty quickly that it's not right. Yeah. And then you'll be able to pivot. You know, you don't need much of a pivot to be able to then move on to the next thing. So it's definitely something that has been a journey. And I, like I said, I'm still progressing. You know, who knows how this will evolve even further in the next few years. But 
you just take it one step at a time and slowly you'll uncover it. I think it took me, must have been 13 years for me to actually realize that those past 13 years, all those painful things, those, you know, and the good things, but all those things that I'd gone through had led me to this point. And when you figure that out, like it's really humbling when you, you kind of are really appreciative of all the lessons that you've come through. So it's not like, I haven't got it figured out. Don't get me wrong. Like I still, my (laughs) journey is evolving, but you just take one step, one step at a time. And you know what? You you don't have to have it all figured out. You just have to know the next step. That's it. I think we're probably in a rush to get to that point B, you know, in our, in our journey. And um, yeah, it's, it can take a while and we just need to allow it to take the time that it needs to, like you said, you know, you've been working on this for 13 years and now finally things are starting to unravel. Yeah. Yeah. It, it really is. I think um, taking a, taking a breath, you know, taking a step back and cause when you're in it, when you're involved in it, it's very hard to see. Mm-hmm. everything going on so where you can and when I say take a step back you don't have to stop the business you don't have to stop what you're doing stop operations right. go on a holiday that's not it at all <laughs> but just take some time to really you know journaling has been very good for me mm-hmm. um you know just getting ideas and everything out of my head my thoughts out of my head to then be able to make some sense of it all you know just you just need to take some time to you know maybe just listen intuitively a little bit more because I know when you're trying, when you're in that rat race, it's very hard to listen. Mm-hmm. So, you know, just create a space. It doesn't have to be much where you can stop, where you can listen, where you can, you know, write it out. If, if you're a writer, if you're, uh, you know, a meditator, if you like that, then then sit down and sit in silence and just, just breathe. And you know what? The clarity, it, it'll flow. It'll start yeah. to come. And it's probably, yeah. you know, important to not kind of beat yourself up because you made a wrong decision and went down the wrong path. Because like you said, you know, that's a lesson learned and you can get back on track again quite quickly. Yeah. Yeah. Like I wish I, I wish I knew that like what I know now back then, Mm -hmm. but there was a lot of times, especially, you know, in my late teens, early twenties where I did beat myself up for things that didn't work as planned. Cause I was very much, you know, it's got to go to plan. And (laughs) um, I spent a lot of time and I don't know why, like looking back, if I could say, if I could say to my younger self, like, just go with the flow. It's, it's all good. It's all happening for you. It's not, it's not, you know, it's going to lead to something better. Yeah. So if you are finding, you know, any listeners, if you are finding yourself beating yourself up, just take a breath. It's all good because there's something better that's coming in, you know, just go with the flow. Yeah. And if you had done all of that, probably things would probably move a little bit quicker. It wouldn't have taken yeah. 13 years. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> we could have been having this conversation 10 years ago. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. 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 100%. 100% Ken. I love um love where this conversation ended up in um not something I thought we would end up with, but I loved it. I loved it. <laughs> you do have a um like a, a branding magazine that you mentioned that you Yeah, something for all the listeners is um I actually it's we're up to our 14th issue, so we do an issue every month. But it's, it's a magazine where at the start of the pandemic last year, I thought, oh, how can I help people through this? Because it's going to be, you know, it's going to be tough for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. And the magazine is what popped up. You know, that's what come out in my journaling and in my silence. So off I went. So the, the branded magazine is designed 
not just for personal brands. It can be for business. Like it can be for anyone in business. Mm. Let's be honest. It covers, you know, what do we cover? We cover so business mindset. Um, we cover branding. We cover. I should know this off the top of my head. <laughs> <laughs> We've got an issue coming out soon, so I need to um, actually go in and finish the final edit. But we cover a lot of things that are going to help people overall. And each issue is kind of tailored for what the questions that I keep receiving about specific areas, um, the questions that I keep getting, you know, from clients that keep coming up. So it really is tailored to to help people where they get stuck, you know, and I'd like to offer that to all the listeners. If anyone's interested, I'll, I'll give you the link, Ken, and um, you can share that if you like. But Absolutely. it's a free magazine. It comes out every month. So on the first of every month, it comes out and, you know, it has some really good information in there. I think so. Anyway, we have, um, we have, I'm sure you have somebody else who thinks that as well, I assume. Yeah. Yeah. We have, it's actually, it's actually gone off quite well. It's, um, we're over nine and a half thousand readers now, like online subscribers. Yeah. And, um, they're in a lot of different countries. I haven't looked at, you know, I haven't been like the creep that looks at which country, but (laughs) I know that we're in, because there's people that have told me they're, you know, they've got it. But, um, yeah, look, it's something that if you, get something from it then you know what that fills my cup that makes mm-hmm. you know you don't even tell me that you got something from it but just if yeah. it can make a difference to someone with their business or with their brands then you know what that's my job done that's that's all i need and it's absolutely free so hopefully yeah. that's something that you know can help absolutely yeah we'll definitely link that up in show notes and yeah it's like i said you know um, it's free uh, and it can help you and your business so i mean why not yeah, and, and also, you know, just on the, that, you have an opportunity to also, if you are, um, you know, if you've been at it for a while, if you're considered uh, a leader in your field, then you can contribute articles as well. So then you become published, yes. you know, so there's an opportunity to sort of get into that realm of the PR side of things. Yeah. But also, um, we also feature brands so and businesses. So there's an opportunity where you can fill out a little application form if you want to be featured in the magazine and go out to all of our our readers so just trying to help and there's no criteria per se it's just we're just trying to give back you know trying to really share the message and get people you know take them away from that unseen business and entrepreneur Mm -hmm. into the the visible side of things so i love that you mentioned that so we'll definitely link something up for i don't know if you have an application process or email that they sent to you but let's uh let's link up that as well yeah, cool. I'll send you a direct link. You'll find it in the magazine as well. There is like a, a feature page. Okay. But um, I'll send you the direct link as well that you can share with the listeners if they're interested. Um, they just need to go through, fill out the questionnaire, and then myself and my team will get in touch and we'll make it happen. Great. Um, where can people connect with you otherwise from um, this magazine? I'm on Clubhouse. I'm Simone Griffiths on Clubhouse. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I actually love the Clubhouse app. Um because I am a I am a talker, and I also have Instagram. Yeah, I have Instagram <laughs> and Facebook as well, where I'm Simone Griffiths official. So normally I'm on Instagram. You can find me there if you have any questions or anything like that. Just send me a quick DM and I'll get back to you. But otherwise, um, my website is simonegriffiths.com. If you have any other questions, beautiful. We'll link all of that in the show notes as well, so people have something thank to you. click on. And um, I want to say thank you for um, joining me on the show today. Um, I know it's late in Australia, so really appreciate that. Thank you for having me, Ken. It's been an absolute pleasure talking with you. It really has. Thank you. Likewise. I just want to say thank you to everybody who's been listening and we'll uh, talk again next week. Take care. Thank you so much for listening to the Oh My God, I'm Launching podcast. 
Now, if you like this episode, I would really appreciate if you left a review over on iTunes. And secondly, head on over to Instagram and connect with me at Ken Westgar. That's K-E-N-W-E-S-T-G-A-A-R-D. And drop me a DM and tell me all about your launch. And I'll catch you in the next episode.